Welcome to Monsters Out of Context. No, I still think a devil is gonna make a better neighbor than some angry giant who doesn't understand boundary. So what you're what you're trying to tell what you're saying is the one with dark vision works at a nightclub. Okay, but like what is a ghoul doing running a restaurant? Yeah, it has a strength of plus five, but it is <laughs> not very smart. Who, who would, would win? win? And that's the intro. Did you get to hear that section this time, Abby? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm Abby. And I'm Corso. And this is Monsters Out of Context. Every week we take two monsters, count them two, out of the monster manual, learn about their stats, where to find them in pop culture, and then we pit them against each other in a who would win style uh, question debate. Yeah. And this week we have the Death Knight and Lizard Folk. Those names in general just are exciting. That's true. Who went first last week? I'm trying to remember. I was literally about to ask that. I'm. I think I did. Okay. I well had then. the Drow. Okay. Well then, we'll just them. assume you did. Uh, no, last week you had the Homunculus. Oh yeah, that's right, the Homunculus. I did go first last week. I'm pretty okay. sure though. Okay. Then Lizard Folk, it is. We're going first, telling you about the Lizard Folk people, and that was mine to research. So the Lizard Folk. Uh, first off, picture. Every reptilian uh, creature in a movie that you have seen or in television shows, and I know it's jumping right to the pop culture moment, but yeah, just go ahead and picture a humanoid lizard with the tail and the sharp teeth and uh, the, you know, warm, uh, the, the cold-blooded creatures that they are. Lizard folk from D&D specifically are omnivores. They eat meat and or vegetables, but... They specifically enjoy meat. That's a meat gross way to say vegetables. <laughs> You're welcome. That you can just hang on to that little nugget. I'm gonna let um, it go. I'm uh, not hanging yeah. on. <laughs> Hold on for dear life, Abby. Uh, and so yeah, you've got you've got this uh, lizard-like creature that prefers meat when they can get it, and specifically in regards to that type of meat. They like humanoids. Doesn't have to be specifically humans, uh, but that's a claim that is in the stories. And it's actually funny that they have it written that there is a claim that they prefer humans most, but this seems to be an unsubstantiated, like that's in the lore about them is people in game or in the lore of D&D have been like, oh, they like to eat humans. And they're like, bro, we eat anything that's meat. Like we don't, that yeah, might be you, in the actual that might be manual. In the actual manual, it says that they like eating humanoids in general. It doesn't say humans. So humans are just like, oh, God, they eat us. I feel like, like they're an <laughs> humans, equal opportunity eater. Yeah. I also feel like humans maybe are the easiest for them to <laughs> deal with. Humans are the easiest food for them to eat, for show, for show. Uh, but they are also cannibals in the fact that lizard folk will eat their dead uh, as sort of a ceremonial thing of like, hey, you died in battle and our way of saying that like, we will not forget you is we make you part of the tribe, literally, by eating you um, and your strength becomes ours. And so that's just sort of a ritualistic thing they do. Um, just like kobolds and drow, lizard folk are a type of creature that became a playable race. 
that means also oftentimes we find if there is a playable race of a monster, that monster probably has four or five variations of it. So you've got the lizard folk, then you've got like the lizard folk tinkerer and you've got the lizard folk uh, sorcerer and like all of that. Their shaman is what they're called. And so uh, oftentimes when a, a race turns into a playable one, they've got these breakdowns in future books that allow them to be higher challenge ratings because a standard lizard folk on its own, you're looking at a challenge rating of one quarter. That's a teeny tiny little thing that, you know, yes, to a commoner might be a problem, but one-on-one -on -one with anyone above, like even a level one player could, could be dealing with a lizard folk on their own. But they fight that way. They fight on their own, but they fight in big numbers. So not very coordinated. They just will all show up to a fight. So <laughs> just just a mosh pit. That's yeah, what pretty it is. much. They are a mosh pit fighter. Um, something to know about them that's uh, very imperative to their abilities. They have a swim speed because these things can breathe. Uh, they can hold their breath for quite a while underwater and they love to live in swamps and marshy areas. So they mix and match being on land and in Didn't water. Didn't say they can just straight up hold their breath for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's absurd. Like yeah, they can just double. Who needs that? <laughs> at least easily double human capability, and they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna chill underwater for quite a while. Like they've got a kind of crocodile vibe. Um, they have societies and all of the sort. But one thing to note is they also fear, or they fear and respect magic. So they're more of a brute force fighting group. But they do understand, like, they're not completely ignorant in regards to magic. It's just they're like, mm, that's a thing that we respect as a power and, like, understand it's like, ooh, but we would rather eat you with our own teeth or kill you with our own, you know, hands. And so they are absolutely, uh, absolutely a brutal race that can do some really fun stuff. Uh, and as far as what they do in regards to... Uh, fighting, like I said, they oftentimes are just their own abilities, claw attacks, bite attacks, throw their spears or Ooh. use their weapons. Also, don't forget they're xenophobes. Oh, yeah. And they just literally, if you're not a lizard folk, they don't fuck with you. They don't like you. Um, and so they, they're written as xenophobes in regards to just creatures that are not lizard folk. Uh, and they don't like, they may not be like super douchey to you. Uh, although I'm sure because they because they will like form alliances with other races and then they're like oh they're chill they're not that big of a problem but for the most part lizard folk are like we don't need you yeah their their xenophobia seems to be written in the way that they just like we don't require other races to help us we do not need to live by your cultures or customs we literally have our thing and the one god or two that we pray to and that's it everyone else also can dragons get... <laughs> yeah everyone else can get bit. <laughs> Pretty much. That's literally it. That's a lizard folks tagline. Yeah, get it. Uh, and so a reference for you to have something to think about in pop culture. If you haven't seen a lizard folk before, uh, there are a couple of great ones that would jump to mind. First off, Doctor Who has an entire lizard folk society. They're actually more advanced than humanity. They live underground. So these aren't exactly the same type. Um, they are more of just like a reptilian race. But... If you want to look at ones that are very similar to the stuff that we read here, look at the comic book characters that we know. Uh, first off, there's Lizard from Spider-Man, the actual villain to Spider-Man. And uh, that was 
again, that same reptilian sort of vibe would eat meat, which could be people, and was the main source of attack, uh, didn't use magic, and was highly volatile. Uh, was an old scientist, though, so that that's an interesting twist. Uh, another one is the other land. Instead of Marvel, jump over to DC and Batman's villain, Killer Croc. Another one capable of moving underwater, holding breath, vicious, attacking, more on that brute strength style. So those are two... Uh, those are three references, uh, but the DC and the Marvel ones are the, the um, very much akin to exactly what's been stated here as far as what to think of. And so, yeah, I think I think it's pretty, pretty base here to say, hey, lizard folk, you get the idea. Here's some specifics uh, from D&D. But other than that, why don't we hear about your side of things from this little one quarter challenge rating creature to the fucking death knight. Which has a challenge rating of 17, right? Yeah, it does. And again, if you don't know what 17 means, that means your whole party of at least four, these are averaged to be a party of four, need to all be level 17 to stand against this thing. Now, granted, dice rolls and abilities used properly can change it, but a level 17 is a hell of a level. It's also, so it's a challenge rating of 17. It's a 19th level spellcaster. Yup. So it's up there. Let's talk about a death knight, though. Where does it come from? A death knight is a wicked paladin. Um, <laughs> it's a- hey, it's a wicked paladin, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, no, it's a paladin who uh, falls from grace, like so does some super evil thing, and then dark powers transform it into a hateful undead creature. Um, that's how that happens. And the Death Knight is immortal until it gets redeemed, uh, so it can't die until like it atones for its for its badness. And um, it retains the ability to cast like divine spells, but it can't do healing spells anymore. Yeah, no and healing it, at all. And it commands the undead. So there's that. Um, but it's a, it's like the skeleton in armor. So it's very similar. We talked about the helmed horror in our very first episode. It's very similar to that, but it's beefier than a helmed horror, um, which is terrifying. Because, yeah, helmed horror is only a challenge rating of five or four. Uh-huh. Um, and the Death Knight is pretty well built its lowest stat is dex but it's uh, all its other stats have pluses to them um yeah it speaks abyssal and common so it can actually talk to you yeah this most one has likely. communication abilities that's cool and terrifying and um it gives advantage to undead creatures around it against anything that tries to turn it undead and then um it can do its spell casting 19th level it has this thing called a hellfire orb where it can just like throw a ball of fire it's not fireball but it's a ball of fire to like make the the area around it bright and also throw damage at you um fire and necrotic damage at the same time yeah it's also got um, parry as a reaction so it raises its ac by six if you would Jesus. hit it What's its AC normally? It's AC 20. So we could, <laughs> with a reaction, raise it to 26. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a whole, whole issue. Does a 25 hit? Not today. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is a, this is a beefy monstrosity. Um, it is a problem. And 
as far as and again to to reiterate how they're made is it's a palette so it's a paladin who was evil so we talked about this a little bit before we um started recording that it's not necessarily a paladin that breaks an oath um so not all oath-breaking paladins would end up becoming a death knight it's specifically like a death knight that um is does bad things like the example on the monster manual is they talk about this death knight lord soth who like killed his wife so that he could (laughs) have another woman and then he killed that woman and that child because he thought she was cheating on him um and then there was a big fire and it was a whole thing and he became a death knight and that's so, yeah, and so it's more of a curse. It's a punishment for a life of absolute evil. And is, you can't, and you're like basically stuck in purgatory until you can atone for your evilness. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Death Knight. As far as like pop culture goes, the idea of evil knights goes all the way back to like Arthur and the Round Table and the idea of the Black Knight versus the Light Knight, because yeah. of course that's the way it's got to be. And specifically, I was thinking, because this is who I am as a person, about um, the Black Knight in (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. So it's a classic Scooby-Doo monster, but specifically thinking about Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, um, the live action movie. They bring all the monsters back to life, and one of them is the Black Knight, and the Black Knight is just this, like, ethereal being existing in this black armor essentially immortal until they can turn off the monster machine or whatever so not quite that skeletal feature that a death knight would have but still essentially what is happening okay but yeah evil knights are all all through our culture but that one yeah we've got this idea of these like sinister evil twisted knights yeah but should we find out what they are competing for today? Yes, let's pit these two against each other in some sort of competition. So we've got this majorly undead knight that has to redeem itself, uh, you know, and who says it wants to? It could just stay a evil death knight and is like, whatever, this is life. And then you've got these lizard folk who just want to eat meat and party um, in the swamps. So... Oh, that sounds like a good life, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what <laughs> eat are... meat and party. What are these two competing against each other in? Um, which one would be the better theme park director and or creator? The better theme park director and or creator. We're going to rip that apart into two. Theme park creator is more architect. Theme park director is more management. I want them separate. Uh, roll a die. Odd is Odd is director. Even is creator, like architecture. What'd you say Odd was? Odd is director. Director. Okay. So now we have two different things. The other one will go back in the list. Uh, Theme park director. So this person's in charge of Walt Disney, uh, of Walt Monster. (laughs) Walt Monster. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Walt Monster is now the name of our, like, eccentric theme park builder. It's right outside of context. It's where all the college kids hang out. Yeah, everyone comes to Walt Monster, where you're not allowed in town, but you're allowed to Walt Monster if you're like a humanoid and you want to see monsters who are like going to scare you, but maybe not murder you, you know, mostly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mostly. Okay. Only a partial murder. Uh, So the scariest place on earth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're going for. Who's in charge of it and doing a better job? Are lizard folk or death knight? So let's start off. With the lizard folk. Lizard folk. Think of some pros. Pros for 
pros for the lizard folk. Um, They're kind of organized. Yeah, they they do things without. Okay, so here's one thing uh, I'll say is they do things without magic usually, and so they can. They can, in fact, do do this, but for a lizard folk who's like, I want the real thing. I don't want to be fake. I want real scares and real, like, <laughs> by the book. <laughs> this lizard folk wants you to experience, like, the hand-built things and real moments of, like, no, that's a real fucking they, dragon. We're not well, they, faking it. They do like to build things out of bones. Yeah, so they'd be real creepy in that. So I think their their pro would definitely be like all about uh, doing it themselves and building properly. Um, another pro for them is they worship dragons, and if they're trying to like make this exciting thing, they're neutral. They're not evil. They're neutral ruling, so they're not absolutely trying to fuck around and kill you they they could like neutrally be like yeah okay we could do some good do some bad make some scary make some fun all you know all part of the adventure so i think being neutral is a pro for them yeah i do think that's a pro um probably have really good concessions oh yeah the meat concessions would be off the chain you wouldn't want to ask what they are but they'd taste good yeah Anyone who dies at the theme park might be, you know, on the menu. But Ooh, you know. what if they, ooh, okay, but switching into cons, what if they make <laughs> things that kill people just so that they can eat them? They've got like, oh, yeah, it, people die on this ride all the time. It's unfortunate. What um, happens to them, you ask? And they're like, don't worry about it. Yeah, Enjoy your day at the park. They are cremated immediately. Totally. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> also, on the con side... They like to build things. They aren't necessarily good at it. Yeah, they do like to build stuff, but they're not like super So they would maybe and... be building those like janky carnival rides that, that aren't actually kill. safe. Yeah. <laughs> that aren't safe. So this is like one of those moments where it's like, yeah, no, that's just on accident. But as the director, as the director, they are in charge of oversight. And as oversight... Um, well, they would probably only hire lizard folk. Yeah, I was going to say that xenophobia is about to be a con right now. Because it's like, they don't want to work with other people for the most part. So it's only run by lizard folk. That's going to be a con, I think. Probably. Because the thing is, they wouldn't have a lot of variety if all they hire is lizard folk. That's true. I mean, it would probably be a dope-ass park for lizard folk. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's probably where that would go. <laughs> They're like, lizard folk, get in free. And people are like, well, that seems unfair. <laughs> How do you make money? Yeah. Because no one else is going to want to go. <laughs> so, yeah, the con is that they're not actually making money. Because that's the thing, is I believe they don't give a shit about money. Yeah, no. They really oh, just don't care. So <laughs> where is the tourism and where is the money? You guys are a money pit. So this would just definitely probably <laughs> not go well. Okay. So that's a definite con right there. They they don't care about money or any of that or treasure. They just, they just want, they it. want the meat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The theme park is just a big Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> they are an Arby's <laughs> run by lizard folk, and that's the theme park. Is <laughs> how does it happen? Uh, okay, okay. So we've got the Arby's run by lizard folk. Let's switch us over to the Death Knight. Let's get some pros for the Death Knight. Uh, pros. It's it's a paladin, so it's 
got that leadership quality probably yes they they have in fact the leadership quality 100 percent um Undead leadership is off the That's chain. That's true. So Undead you... leadership is off the hook for the scariest place on Earth. So probably staffed by primarily undead things. Undead and fiends, because that's it's both. Which works out, because we're in the they're in the land of uh, we're in the city of context, which is all monsters anyway. So fiends and undead things. And um, it's it's wild that. Uh, they are a 19th level spellcaster. Yeah. So uh, as the director, they could be overseeing some of the special things and casting and adding a lot of like heavy magic to the environment. So this could be a wild, like a very magical place. It's literally just the, the opposite of Disney World. Yeah, it's just the scary Disney World. <laughs> but it's still the most, it's not quite the most magical place, but it is terrifying the way they use their magic here. Yeah, because just looking at like the type of magic that the Death Knight has access to, it's not... <laughs> It's not wonderful. It's not all sparkles and, like, magic fireworks. What's one of the spells? What's one of their highest level spells they got? Destructive wave. Okay, so they're just... (laughs) Necrotic. They're just destroying things and and killing things. Okay, that that could be a con, could be a pro. But we are they are directing a theme park though in the scariest place. So I think that's that true. I think the Hellfire Orb would be a pro because it's basically a firework. They just throw it in the sky instead of at people. Yeah. So at the end, at their scary Epcot, they throw this into the air. Well, they would like, probably they only have the one. So yeah, it's so just at the end super... of the day, because that's at Epcot yeah. in Disney World. They yeah. do one big spot. Yeah, that'd be great. I've been to Disney World once. <laughs> and they have uh, they have the ability to speak, too. I mean, both Lizard Folk and Death Knight both speak, so that's not a thing that we're, we're fighting here. I, I do feel like it's a pro that the Death Knight wouldn't just... Like, the Lizard Folk are xenophobes, and the Death Knight is not, so the Death Knight would probably have a more diverse staff what if this is the death knight's like fucking thing to to try and like oh this un- is trying try to to quest to entertain by making people a, a good <laughs> theme park it has to make it decided to build a theme park because people like like some weird like goth kids and other monsters were like oh man this is really <laughs> this is really fun um, but cons we should talk about yes, cons yes, cons, cons um, death knight <laughs> Um, it lived a life of absolute evil. Yeah, like it was it an awful person. may not person. want to change that. That's true. Because there's nothing that says it has to. It just can't die until it does. And, yeah, and it also, since it can't die, it probably, it'll run into that problem where, you know, like, founders of a company never leave. And so the company starts dying because the founder... They won't allow new things. Yeah. Um, that's called founder syndrome. That's what that is. Ooh, getting um, all technical with that degree. And uh, yeah, I think the Death Knight would have major founder syndrome. Um, also, is not probably a nice person. So I, wonder I know we're trying con, to make a. Hmm? I wonder if a con for them being the director is they can't die. Do you start to forget over time what mortality is like? Ooh, and so the rides just get more and more dangerous because they're like. What's the problem? Like that's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you, and it's like, no, that kills people, Carl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would definitely be a problem. 
and it's just like a very dangerous uh and builds an so builds an actual haunted house within the theme park you know how like worlds of fun does with their like haunted houses at halloween but like people don't come out of the haunted house yeah like they just disappear (laughs) they never come back but yeah i think i think that that is the major that's a major con okay so yeah that a con there is that their their life becomes more and more of them a being evil and b being just like well we don't die why do you you know yeah i feel like they wouldn't have much motivation for making it like a good experience but if we're trying to make it a scary theme park it's probably fine i wonder if the place tries to corrupt you but okay okay we should vote on this yeah we should should definitely vote uh okay so let's get a vote in here on who we pick so i went first so let me see uh lizard folk or death knight I got to vote Death Knight on this one just because of the more capable leadership, I think. The neutrality is good for the lizard folk, but I think the xenophobia would prevent them from hiring more, like, just variety. Uh, the Death Knight, though, uh, also, if they hire staff that is undead or fiends, they are, in their presence, bolstering them. So it's like, honestly, to the undead and the fiends, they're like, no, it's actually really nice working here. Like, we're... You know, very empowered. <laughs> yeah. By the boss. So that's my vote as a death knight for leadership over a uh, over a theme park. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I feel like the death knight as a director just in general feels like the better choice if we're hiring this person. The lizard folk, too, too many issues, I think. I feel like lizard folks open a chain and they, like, they open like, uh, they open... A, I feel uh, like lizard folks could run an Arby's. Yeah, a very they run, shady Arby's. They run a shady Arby's, but also it's a chain sort of thing. Like if they ran a theme park, Ooh, or maybe they run like a concession like a stand. Cheese, you know? Maybe they run a concession stand in the theme park. Yeah. Okay. So our our both of our votes are for the Death Knight to be leadership. But you guys should let us know what you think. Um, you can yeah, tweet at you us. Pick? You can email us. Yeah, you tweeted us at Lark Adventures, or you can email us at Lark uh, Adventures at Gmail, and let us know who you think would be the uh, be the better pick, and uh, make sure to check in. Now let's find out who we're talking about next week, and we'll wrap up today's episode. Yeah. So next week we would you want the first or the second monster? Uh, I went first, so I'll be second next week. So second. Okay. Monster. Cool. So next week I'm going to be talking about. One of the things that it's debated on how it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, for now, call it the Adiug. I don't know. The Adiug? It's O-T-Y-U-G-H. I will figure out how I want to commit to the pronunciation next week. And um, you will be talking about animated objects. Ooh, I love me some animated objects. I Ooh. wonder what they're going to compete to be. <laughs> right? So tune in next week to hear us talk about the Adiug and animated objects. And let's find out what kind of job they're trying to uh, audition for or interview for. So uh, without further ado, we'll see you all next week uh, for the podcast. Uh, Be sure to remember you can watch us live and keep hanging out for the other parts of the show that we do right after this recording at twitch.tv slash Lark Network. Remember, I'm Corso. I'm Abby. And this has been Monsters Monsters Out of Context. Context. Later, everybody. Bye.